Alright, Ambush, we are joined by lead singer and guitar player for one punk rock group out of Toronto, Ontario that is creating a whole lot of steam, a whole lot of energy, and that's exactly what they bring to the studio and to the stage and exactly what they're bringing with their third album which is coming up here at the end of October with a mushroom death sex bomber party I am of course talking with one cam of the group wine lips how's it going today cam good man how you doing Ooh, having myself a beautiful day and based on the name of this album I think we're gonna have a whole lot of fun here today too we'll see <laughs> all right my friend of course I want to lead a little bit of a foundation, lay down the soil so that this conversation can grow into where this new album is. And from there, I would like to start with coming out of your 2019 album, Stressor. The band was making huge waves. You guys were going hard on stage, playing live shows all over the East Coast there. You were starting to break a little bit into the West in Regina, Saskatoon. A little bit into Alberta as well, but of course, everything sort of came to a halt. So rather than focusing on the halt itself, I'd love to know how did the band move forward from having their plans canceled, and then sort of when did this new album start to take shape? Yeah, um, I guess once COVID hit, we had some tours booked that we had to cancel, obviously. Um, I think we had started a couple songs already. I think we started two of the songs that were on the new album now. Um, so basically, we just transitioned from touring back into writing. I just kind of went back to the studio. Me and the drummer were getting together and kind of hashing things out. I had a couple ideas here and there. So all those kind of eventually turned into Mushroom Death Sex Bummer Party. Okay, so you guys just took that energy and immediately pivoted and sort of took it where, well, if we can't be on the road, we might as well take this time, this frustration and put it towards a uh, creative outlet. Yeah, I mean, we definitely did take a bit of a break, like maybe a month or so, like needed a breather because back then we were booking all the shows ourselves. So we were kind of just doing everything on our own. So for me, the last tour that got booked, it was like, it sucked, but it was almost a bit of like a relief in a way too. Cause it's like, Oh, I can like take a second here to like figure some shit out. So kind of nice. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's uh, definitely one of those parts of being in a band is it's part of the music business is you guys want to get out there and tour, but in order to tour, somebody has to book the shows and coordinate all of these details to make sure that things go good. Exactly, yeah. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned that you were uh, doing it back then. So are you saying that right now you're not necessarily in charge of those aspects anymore? Uh, Not all of it, no. I'm doing some of the stuff for the U.S., but uh, Stomp, like our label now, has kind of taken over the booking for Canada, looking into Europe. So there's kind of a load off of my shoulders. When it comes to booking now, I can more focus on writing and the music stuff. Awesome. Awesome. And Stomp being uh, quite the label themselves out of Montreal, having those European connections, which is pretty freaking fantastic for your uh, 
you guys to potentially have the opportunity to have those opportunities once things open back up. Yeah, exactly. I'm uh, looking forward to seeing what what can happen. There's no guarantees, but we're talking to people. So, all right, all right. Of course, nothing is ever guaranteed, but you gotta make the most of it. So, of course, I would love to know how did the stomp opportunity come about? Did they just reach out to you guys, or how did how did this signing come to be? Um, we were we basically had the record done, and we were kind of that was middle of first lockdown maybe and we're trying to figure out what we were doing um and we were gonna just put it out we had a single and we had a video already and we're like let's just put out some music it's been a while anyways but with the lockdown and all that we kind of started thinking like if we're not going to be able to tour there's not really a point in putting out new music right now so like maybe let's just take some time and like think about it and then we're like let's just shoot it around to labels because we we had time anyways so we we just emailed a bunch of labels and Stomp. Stomp was the first one to get back that was like genuinely like stoked about it. So we had a good feeling with them. Mm-hmm. And of course, with you guys being in Toronto, very close to Montreal. So I'm sure they've seen a little bit of the buzz and you guys have been inside of that area as well, too. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Works out nicely for sure. So you mentioned that the album was already done there. So at what point did you guys actually get to recording this record after writing it? Did you guys get into an actual studio? Was this album self-recorded? What was the process like for this one? Um, We recorded this one at the Sugar Shack in London. So it's a good studio there. We actually did our last record there as well, Stressor, with our buddy Simon. He's the the owner and the engineer there but uh we just have a good relationship with him where he is on board with everything we want to do and it's it's a good like experimental process we just go there and kind of just live there for like a week and like figure things out but uh this record was a little different because we went there originally and we did two songs and then maybe like four months passed and we went back and we did like five more songs and then we're kind of like, all right, we almost have a record here. So I was kind of like, I'll go home and I'll write a couple more. We'll get at least 10. And then, then we have an album sort of thing. And we had, I think we went back, we had 11 in total. And then we ended up cutting a song. So Okay, nice, nice. This, the last two albums had at least 10 tracks. We got, we got to be, match the bar, right? <laughs> exactly, yeah. And this one, we had a lot more like quicker, short punk songs. So it was like, oh, I think we need one more to kind of even it out a little. Awesome. All right. And of course, you helped out with a little bit of the uh, co-production on this album as well. So as someone who does do production, what did you learn from Simon here this time around working with him again? Um, I mean, from doing the first record, we kind of knew like what like any problems we ran into the first time we knew like what to watch out for. Not that there was anything crazy, but it was more just like, I think, uh, with stressor it was a lot of like we wrote songs and then recorded them really quick and like listening back now i'm like oh i would have like maybe done some things differently so this time around we actually demoed a couple songs which we never usually do our first our first record was like a demo and then we just ended up using it and putting it out so well i mean that's the punk thing to do right yeah exactly so this time we actually did demo some tracks and then listening back i was like oh like 
oh, I'm going to change all this stuff. And then like, by the time we got to Simon, the songs were completely different anyways. And then he's just got a good ear for like adding weird trippy little things. He's got a lot of pedals and stuff like that. So we could add a bunch of stuff and uh, he's got some keyboards and stuff that we got to mess around with. So it was, it was a fun process. Nice. So you guys would say you'd step up the uh, pre-production game quite a bit this time around. Yeah. Pre-production and just like, I guess going into it more knowing what we wanted out of it. Whereas stressor, we were kind of like, Oh, we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. Definitely showing a growth in the band going from sort of those demo days stages here into progressing into just not only songwriters, but also as recording artists and human beings, I'm sure as well. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we try. <laughs> of course, you have to. You have to. And of course, you tried to uh, bring some high energy. And I'd say you succeeded because you mentioned there you had some of those fast paced punk rockin' tracks and our first taste of this upcoming album was exactly that with the first single with eyes here so when you're trying to get a minute and a half here of just trying to pound out it's with a song sometimes you're also trying to carry a message or a story or otherwise so in a minute and a half here what energy are you trying to capture um (laughs) I don't know exactly. Um, those those songs kind of just come out. I think we don't really think about them too much. Um, some of them I'll write on my own and bring them to the band. And then, like you said, there's a couple on this record, and uh, some of them will just jam out, and they'll just happen. And then I'll throw lyrics on top of that. But it's kind of just like whatever we're feeling at the time, I guess, will come out, or however I'm feeling at the time, or if I'm frustrated with something, or in love with something or mm-hmm. whatever's on my mind, I guess. Mm. Just sort of going with the flow of uh, what energy is striking you then sort of just sort of like a mushroom trip then. Yeah, exactly. You could say that. All right. All right. I like, I like it. You just let it come to you, you know? Exactly. You just got to go with the flow. You got to go with the flow. You try and fight it. That's bad times, baby. That's how you have a bad trip. <gasps> exactly. We don't want those. We don't want those because that's how you also get some tension, which is the latest single off of this album, which came our way on October 6th here to a little bit of a uh, longer track, a little bit of a different energy. So take us a little bit behind tension here. Yeah, that was uh, that was actually one of the first ones we recorded for this one. Um, But. I think uh, I had the riff for a little while and we were jamming it out and it felt good. And I think the verse was completely different. It was much more like happy sounding before. And then I, I, I changed that all. So it's got a little more of like that Black Sabbath vibe, I think, in the, uh, in the verses. Yeah, I can feel that. But that one, the lyrics are actually about like mushrooms and... Uh, me and my roommate were at a, a music festival and we were on mushrooms. And it was just kind of like the funny like conversations we were having. I don't know how it happened, but we were having this conversation and it wasn't like a dark conversation. It was more funny than anything, but it was just like, if you had to kill me right now, how would you do it? And that was kind of what we were talking about. So it's a lot to do with like death, I guess. 
Not in a negative way, though. Yeah, just sort of having fun with it, right? Or is like, like, what was there a funny way you would do it? Is there like, would you do it like cleanly? Like, it's just like a weird thought to do. And then to do it like inside that mindset, too, or is like probably some goofy ideas coming up there. <laughs> I think like mine was like, I don't want to like do it myself, but like a guillotine would just be like quick, you know? Mm-hmm. And then you don't really have to use your hands for it or anything. <laughs> True. Very, very true. A little too much thought into it. I don't know. <laughs> Once again, you just got to go with the flow. If that's where the trip went, as long as you're having a good time and you find the humor in it, that's all that matters, <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. All right. So, of course, a song about a little bit of uh, psychedelic experiences. And, of course, the visuals to both of these uh, tracks Definitely a little bit different in both of their own rights as well, but definitely both fitting sort of a uh, psychedelic feel, almost a different energy where like with eyes there, definitely the uh, trapped in a trash bag sort of feel with like, but the light emanating from it and everything else where it's just like, what's going on here? And then the animated music video for Tension 2, which is just wild in itself. Yeah. Actually, the, the animated one, too, was so my roommate that I was with at that festival, she was the one who animated that video. So she, she knew she knew what to do there. She knew exactly what energy you were going for then. Yeah, exactly. Because she involved in it anyways. Oh, my goodness. Small world. Small world for sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with the first one, though, uh, we we shot it with my buddy, Sammy. And uh I mean, all we knew we wanted to do was just like a performance video, mm -hmm. but uh, we, with those, they can get a little boring, I think. So we were like, we want to do a performance video, but we want it to be like interesting still. So his idea for that was to shoot it as we're in a garbage bag, basically, mm -hmm. which when he initially told me I was down to do, but I was kind of like, I don't know, I, I can't really picture it. So seeing it afterwards, I was like, oh, okay, like this is, this is pretty cool. I get it now. Mm -hmm. No, I love the way that it's built because it's just exactly that. When you hear the idea, like when I read it in the press release, I was like, how does that work? And then you see like the foil or whatever that you guys used in the background and just like the close up perspective of just making everything seem so squished and packed together was like, this is perfect. Oh, my goodness. I, I can't remember how many it was, but we had to tape over 100 garbage bags together. Like, we cut them open, and then we taped them all around. And this was Aurora, our drummer's uh, living room. So we just kind of taped them along the wall and then made them go up like a circus tent in the middle. So it kind of gave it the garbage bag look. And then I think he just did a lot of, like, wide-angle shots. Wow, that's incredible. It just took over a living room and made it all work. Yeah, it was all about the lighting. Lighting and fog machine. Mm -hmm. And then that gives it that perfect back alley punk rock feel. Matches the song just right. Exactly, yeah. Ah, ah. ah that is awesome. And of course, as we mentioned, uh, both of these tracks come our way off of a Mushroom Death Sex Bummer Party, which releases the same day as this interview. So what else can you tell us? about this uh, new album here? Um, I mean, there's going to be a couple more music videos coming along too. I think we're doing five in total. 
Okay. So no. more nice. more visuals coming. I've seen two of them. We still have to shoot one more, but uh, the others are really good as well. So if you like the first two, I think you'll like the others that are coming. Nice. So two of these are already in the bag. Sorry for the bad pun, but already in the bag, ready to go. Yeah. Ah, I love it. I love it. I don't really know what else to say about it. It's coming out on Stomp Records. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, we're stoked with that. Um, hopefully we can tour. I think that's the main thing. Ooh, I hope so. I hope so. But at the very least, you guys have announced that there will be an EP release show happening there at the beginning of December. So that's pretty dang exciting as well. Yeah. Yeah, we're shooting our shooting for December 3rd at uh, Lee's Palace here in Toronto. So quite the uh, esteemed vet it's quite the esteemed venue itself, too. So add some excitement to everything. Yeah, it's a nice big like we played there once opening for a band and it's uh, it sounds really good there. So when when we had our choice, that was kind of like if we can do it there, that's where we want to do it. So mm-hmm. and luckily it was available. So I know everything is getting booked up super quick these days. So. Everybody's scrambling, trying to get those dates in order, all these touring artists trying to figure things out. It's uh, been definitely an interesting uh, time to try and figure uh, out tour plans, recording plans, and just sort of how to make a game plan (laughs) for the future with all the adapting plans, right? Yeah, everything's so up in the air. It's uh, I think you got to just have somewhat of a plan and hopefully it can happen. But maybe best not to get your hopes up on like big tours or something right now. I'm not too sure what to think. So exactly. Our, our, our plan is to uh, tour. We do have some stuff booked, so hopefully it can happen. Exactly. Knock on wood. Hopefully everything goes well, but at the very least you guys have that return to Toronto. I be- this is the return to Toronto, right? The EP release is your first show back in over a year. Yeah. Over uh probably over two years by that point yeah wow so i'm sure the fans are going to be uh revved up and ready as well to get themselves a little bit of those uh hints of wine lips going there yeah yeah we got some some surprises for that show so ooh, ooh, i like to hear that i wish that i could see them myself but either way one day i'm definitely going to be trying to make my way into one of these uh wine lips shows here if somebody wants to uh since this interview releases a few days ahead of time if somebody wants to find out more about this ep release show or stay a little more in touch with the band how do they do so uh best way is probably follow us on instagram i think we post on there the most but facebook uh stomp records has everything on their website as well um probably instagram is your best bet though Mm-hmm. all right we're sharing most of our news is there so and you can find us on instagram at uh, wine lips band i think so awesome i will put some links to the social medias as well as to the spotify's and otherwise because you should definitely spotify go spotify will have all our show dates and all that stuff ah all right it also has those new songs for those of you who want to go and check them out they are fantastic listens This is a fantastic album. I can only anticipate because the taste we've had so far, they are juicy. They are tasty. No matter what kind of wine 
you like putting to your lips, wine lips, his bringing you that good taste, that good energy. I've had a blast here chatting so far with you today, Cam. I have one last question. Are you ready for it? Yeah, that's good. All right. We have talked about adapting through the last year and a half, getting to create this album. Maybe the album that you've put the most work into, you would say, in terms of pre-production and making sure that you are representing the band as best as possible in this time and crafting this album and building all of this up to get ready to this moment to return back into the world. How has this time helped you grow as a person or what has it taught you about yourself? Oh, man. That's a, that's a loaded question for sure. <laughs> um, I think there was a lot uh, throughout the whole uh, last year and a half or whatever, like a lot of ups and downs and learning experiences and uh, what, what you can take and what to do and what not to do with life. But uh, I think the main thing is just to, uh, I don't know, take it easy. Don't stress too much about the little things. I think um, everything will work itself out in the end, usually. (laughs) I love that. I love that. It's definitely a thing is we can get very worked up inside of our worries. And sometimes things that we worried so much about, we can look back on six months from now and be like, why? Why did I make so much, waste so much energy on this thing that like, just ended up being okay. Yeah, and if it's if it's out of your control, there's no real reason to stress super hard about it. So you just kind of got to let it happen. Hey, the best thing that we can do and the only thing that we can do is handle what is in our control. So I love that perspective. Yeah, man. <laughs> All right. Well, I thank you for sharing that with us as well as the tale of this upcoming album, Mushroom Death Sex Bummer Party, which is out. Today, the same day as the release of this interview, you can find it right now. So I thank you, Cam, for joining us here today on the DTP. Thanks a lot, man. That was a lot of fun. Oh, A.M. Bush, I hope that you enjoyed this conversation with our guest here today, Cam from Wine Lips. You can find Wine Lips' brand new album, Mushroom Death Sex Bummer Party, over on your favorite music streaming service. I highly suggest that you do so. And I highly suggest that you also follow the band on that favorite music streaming service, as well over on social media so that you can stay up to date and in the know with all things Wine Lips. And with that, I gotta thank Cam one last time with a roaring DTB. Thank you for joining us here today to dive behind this new album. And I need to go ahead and thank the team over at Nice Marmot PR for going ahead and setting this conversation up. I need to thank German from YPEditor.com for what? You already know for making everything sound so amazing. And one last time, I need to thank you, The Ambush, for tuning on into this episode of the show. And if you've yet to join up with The Am, but you liked what you heard, you can go ahead and join The Am nice and easily by hitting the subscribe button 
on the podcast listening app or service you're using right now. And you can also help the show grow by sharing this episode, giving us a five-star review, by heading on over to deserttigermerch.com to copy yourself something to represent the show. And with that, it's about time we say our bye-byes, but not before I tell you to go out and find your roar and then let it out into the world. And with that, until next time, bye-bye and stay beautiful. The Desert Tiger Podcast.